Hey guys, welcome to another episode of My Ugly Truth Podcast, and we are having a collaboration episode again from the same person of the last episode, Mac with Velvet Button, Pure 904, and 7Cs Outfitters. He's actually a new business partner of mine that we are collaborating some future things, so stay tuned for future events that we will be having posted, future announcements of new things that we're working on. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We're going to talk about his insights on three episodes that were very big hits on My Ugly Truth podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy. The guy's perspective on certain topics that we've talked about on My Ugly Truth podcast. So we have Mac here today, and he's going to give us an insight of episodes that we've talked about here on My Ugly Truth podcast. Hey everyone, my name's Mac. I have a PhD in psychology, and today I'm taking over the My Ugly Truth podcast. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, his insights on some of the biggest topics that we talked about here on My Ugly Truth podcast. So which one would you like to talk about? I want to start out with co-parenting. Oh, okay. We're going to go there. All right. We're going to uh, go. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited about starting out in co-parenting. I'm scared. That episode's scary. All right. So let me give you my background in co-parenting. 2003, I got married. My ex-wife and I knew each other for about two months before we got married. Um, and we had our daughter, Freya. Right after she was born, Sarah and I broke up. We got divorced. We called it quits absolutely done we hated each other she didn't want to talk to me there was no salvaging it a few years later I did the whole struggling with I found out Sarah has a new boyfriend and Frey was like hey daddy we had a fun time at the wedding I was like what are you talking about yeah mommy and Ben got married I was gonna tell you you want to change people's names I don't know what his names I'm calling people out for their shit (laughs) okay go for it (laughs) she's like Yeah, mommy and Ben got married. And I was like, what the hell? Hmm. You know, it's the problem with men in relationships is we are always seen as the person who just has to get over it and move on. Before Ben and Sarah got married, the only thing I ever had to do with Ben was I shook his hand once when they picked Freya up. And she just expected me to just get over it, just move on. Wait, 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 wait. Who left who? We left each other. You both mutually separated. Kind of. The only thing I ever knew about Ben was the time we shook hands. That was it. And the fact that to this day bugs me is that he's around my daughter is we've never sat down and had a heart dark conversation. But to generalize, I think this is a very common thing that women would just say, okay, well, he needs to get over it. We've, I've moved on. He needs to move on. What kind of heart-to-heart conversation were you wanting or were you expecting? Just to get to know him. And that's the thing. She never said anything about him. She never brought his name up. Okay, because my situation was they started dating before we even got divorced, but I left him. So I was like, okay, well, whatever. I'm happy that he found someone. And I was upset with the fact she was introduced to my kids without me knowing. Well, he was introduced without me knowing. The marriage part is I feel like it's not your business. Now, introducing to your daughter, yes, you should have known that. I'm curious because one thing that will always ring in my ear is when I said, I confronted him the day after I heard that. I was like, oh my gosh, I hear you guys got married. Thank you for telling. And I believe it is my business because that's my child who's now a permanent fixture in their house. 
How is that not my business? Okay, I can see where you're saying. Were you wanting her to sit down and tell you, hey, I'm getting married? Or you were wanting to know about it, not be surprised? I wanted to not be surprised. I didn't want to have to hear it from my daughter. Okay, that's, like, that's understandable, yes. Like, it's not like I would be like, yes, fantastic. Go have a fantastic life. But in all honesty, that's exactly what I would have said. But to just be out of the blue here from my daughter, hey, yeah, I have a new stepdaddy. I agree. So it had nothing to do with your connection with Sarah. It was more about no. you didn't want to hear it from your daughter. Right. And that that's my big issue because even now co-parenting, Sarah and I are absolutely horrible. Me and my kid's father are horrible about it. That's why I do it with her, with, with his wife. And I wish I had that. And I don't. I hate that, that I don't have that. I can't. I can't. And honestly, as a man to man, I would rather text him and be like, hey, Frey is this and this, and I'm not happy about this. And he's like, okay, I'll talk to Sarah, or hey, I'll figure it out. Really quick uh, background. I, my girlfriend was like, you need to reach out to her. I'm like, no, why would I reach out to her? Be like, she was like, just be nice, Angie. Just say, hi, Mallory. And we always make a joke now. We're like, hi, Mallory, because that's how I had to <laughs> open that relationship. And then we started communicating. And then, you know, it got easier. And then I was like, wow, it's easy to ask her a question and not fucking argue about it when it comes to the kids. So maybe you have to reach out. She's at that young age because my kids, when they started doing baseball, that's when I had to deal with her. That's when I build a relationship with her. So maybe when, when she's older, you will have the opportunity to be around him more, to to start that relationship with him. I hope we do, because that's the thing. Even not from the perspective of that's my kid and you're around her all the time. How, have you ever thought about reaching out to him? How? We're not friends on Facebook. I don't have his phone number. You mention it to her and be like, listen, I know we don't co-parent well, and I'm I'm totally okay with Ben, and I feel like maybe we can get along, and you know, I'd, I'd like to have a like a conversation with him just about us all co-parenting well. They would, I don't think they would take it bad. What, what do you think? We'll find out. I'll do that. I'll text her that. Tonight. Ooh, That'll we're gonna have it. to follow up on that. Yes. What happened? Okay. So yeah, so that's my big thing. Like, I don't have the opportunity to co-parent because. I feel like Sarah does not give me that opportunity. I'm sure all the listeners right now are going to be like, you haven't given yourself the opportunity to have that opportunity, which is right. Yes, but no, because you know how many people reach out to me and say, you're so lucky you have that relationship with the stepmom because I wish I had that and I don't. So it's very rare to have that, but it's when you have it, it makes co-parenting so much easier. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I would love to. I would love to have the ability to just text Ben and be like, "Hey, let's go get a beer tonight." See, yeah, and I'm close. I'm actually really close friends with Mallory. Um, we don't we don't ever hang out. I think one night for my birthday we went out for dinner. We don't ever hang out one on one, which I I feel like that's more on her end. I wish we did hang out more. I feel like she's forced to be with me, and and she's total opposite of me. So sometimes I feel like she doesn't want to be my friend. She just has to be my friend, you know? But um, I build a really big, like, strong bond with her where I just know she has a good heart. I honestly think you should. Like, I see this differently than a lot of guys. You're talking about episode four? Yes. I, I still think you should because I think at the end of the day, all three of you have the exact same goal at the end of the day. And that's to raise kids, right? Right. And, and that's why I forgave her because I know that her intentions, even though it hurt me, her intentions were the well-being of my children. Right. That's my big thing. Like, I still have hurt from Sarah that, that slaps me in the face. 
But at the end of the day, all three of us only want Freya to grow up and be successful. Right. You know, I think that's very important that I wish we could all just get along and stop being snarky to each other. It, it frustrates me because, I mean, I've completely moved past it. Like, I got to the point where I was like, I want the ability to be like, text you and be like, hey, how are you doing? How's Freya doing? You want to be doing? civil. Right. To and, this day, I've been divorced for almost nine years. And I can tell you this, till this day, I have a conversation with Jason, which is the father of my kids. It always ends up being either ignored or an argument. And it's just, it's just like that. And I can easily text Mallory and be like, hey, what are we doing about soccer or practice, whatever, she'll tell me. Like, it's, it's just easier, you know? And I can tell you, with the years going by, it's never going to change because I feel like he doesn't agree with a lot of things I do in my life. He doesn't agree with a lot of shit about me, period. I'm, I can't control that about him. He's always going to argue with me. Sometimes I feel like he puts me down as a parent. I, I will admit something. Like, I saw, like, about a year ago on Mother's Day, he posted a photo of my kids with Mallory and said, I'm so thankful for the best role model my children can have. And that really hurt me because that's your wife. You could say all these great things, but you're putting me down like I'm dead or I'm not in my kid's life. And that's how he sees me. And I don't like that. Yeah. Oh, you know, absolutely. I have to deal with that. It's been almost nine years. I've been divorced with him. Is it going to change? Probably not. But I have to accept it that that's the hatred or, or um, animosity or whatever, indifference, whatever you want to call it that he has with me. So we have to accept that we can't change that. The advice that I would give you on that is you can't change him, but you can build a good relationship with Ben where, you know, it's not about her changing her perspective about you, but you can co-parent easier because if you can make co-parenting easier, it fucking makes everything easier. Oh my God, it makes everything easier. One of the reasons I really harbor resentment against Sarah at this point is before they were even, Sarah and Ben were even married, she had Freya calling Ben dad. Oh, that's not right. What do you think her indifference with you is? Does she think I that think... you're not a good dad? So, uh, we're about to get a shit ton I'm about of to go hatred. deep. So, when Sarah cheated on me, essentially, I just self-isolated and became my own person. Because I'm very, I'm a very codependent person, and I had to self-isolate. And when I self-isolated, the first thing I did was put up barriers. Like, now Freya has this Facebook kids messenger, and we'll text each other all the time. But before that, the only time I talked to her was when Sarah was like, hey do you want to talk to Freya or whatever? Because I never put, it wasn't, I didn't want to put forth the effort to talk to Freya. It was, I didn't want to text Sarah and say, Hey, I want to talk to Freya because I just despise texting her that much because okay. I was afraid of the rejection of her saying no. Okay. And so you, of, you think that she, that's understandable. Now you, you think that the way you were dealing with your heartbreak about her cheating the way you handle it, she's taking it as you were a bad father, but you're taking it as I isolated myself from everything because I didn't want to deal with the person who cheated on me. Yes. Okay. Yes, like, so that so that's understandable where she's coming from, but it's understandable where you're coming from too. Right. And that's one of the things I was saying earlier. Like, I feel like as men, she left and it was, well, you have to get over it. Like, like you just have to get over it and I'm going to live my life, which I completely understand. It's well, hard when you it is hard, but I, from a woman's perspective, I will tell you this. She, as a mother too, she sees it as our problem is our problem and you should have never 
um, involved or separated your attention from your daughter because of our problems. That's why I feel like she she sees it. See, I, I never thought about it that way. I always I was always just like, well, you know, you you left and that's it. We're we're gonna just and maybe she doesn't know that the reason why you didn't reach out to her to talk to your daughter was because you didn't want to deal with Sarah, not because you didn't want to deal with your daughter. She probably thinks it was all about you not wanting to deal with your daughter, and it's more about you just didn't want to deal. You wanted her out of sight, out of mind, Sarah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it was it was literally the darkest time in my life. Oh, I get that. I get that. Yeah. It was the darkest part of my life until last September. Like it was lasted that. I wish everyone was as gracious as you are. Oh, thank you. Not a lot of people see this. Here's my final thought on co-parenting. Co-parenting is great if everyone gets along. But co-parenting is not great when people don't get along. So <laughs> Yes. Right. So no matter what you do, and we'll we'll do this experiment. We'll we'll let you know next week how it goes. I'm going to text Sarah and and try to get Ben's number and reach out to Ben. I like so it. for goodness sake, everyone, get along. It's not that difficult. Honestly, I'll be honest with you. If if you base this all around your daughter, look, all parents out there, we want to be the perfect parent, but there's no fucking perfect parent, period. There's no perfect parent. We fuck up all the time, but we're all going to fuck up. So you, as long as you can be like, look, I want to raise my daughter in a good like co-parenting system and I want to have a good relationship with you like we don't got to be best friends but I want to be able to communicate with you if I can't communicate with Sarah about co-parenting things and I bet you I will bet you I'll bet you a hundred dollars right now mark my words that this will go good if you state it like that if you give that message to him a hundred bucks hundred bucks you know what I will bet having a photo shoot with your snake Oh shit! I bet <laughs> the, you having a photo shoot with one of my snakes. Okay, if if he comes at you rude and he doesn't want anything to do with you, then you owe me. I don't know something. But if if he comes back being a dick, then I'll take a photo shoot with your snake. And you can't lie. You gotta show me screenshots. Oh, we'll we'll post screenshots. We'll we'll let so what, everyone know. What 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 do I get if 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 it goes like I say? What do you want? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 50 bucks. 50 bucks. If not, I'll do a bucks. photo shoot with your damn fucking evil ass snake. Deal. By the way, guys, um, he has a, what? what is it? Two boas, a ball python, and a corn snake. Oh, God. Okay, he has those, <laughs> and he asked me to do a photo shoot when I said, fuck no, I, I can't even touch reptiles, I let alone, like, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to do it, but I'm so confident that this conversation will go well that I won't have to do a photo shoot with that snake, and you can never ask me to do a photo shoot again with a snake if I win. Oh, that's a bit crazy. I want to bug you about it every day. <laughs> All right, so we have a bet going on, guys, so stay tuned for next week's episode to find out what Ben's response is going to be about this. All right, so let's go on to the next topic. Um, the episode one, can the opposite sex be friends? Yes and no. You contradicted yourself in that episode big time. Why? Please explain. <laughs> How, okay, so help me understand. At the end of the day, do you think they can, yes or no? It depends on the situation. If you have history, if you've slept with that person, it also depends on that. No, you can't be friends because there's history. It depends on the situation. If there's both attraction mutually and you both are straight, you cannot be friends only. 
right, I'm going to say this for all the guys and gals out there listening. Guess what? You can be friends if you keep it in your fucking pants. When you're friends with someone and they become one of your good friends and you're hanging out with them all the time and you end up getting drunk with them all the time and you're both straight and you're both attracted to each other, what do you think is going to happen? Jiminy it's, Cricket, don't put yourself in that position. I know, but, but if you're close friends, it's going to happen. You, we all drink with our friends. They have a bond and they add a little bit of liquid courage and sexophobia. <laughs> of self-control. Like, I have friends who I want to sleep with, who I drink with, and I'm just like, even when I'm drunk, my brain's like, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Like, you, And are they mutually feeling it too? Probably. I don't know. I'm not a mind reader. Or you could say like, hey, let me look down the road. This may not be the world's best idea. It just all depends. Add some liquid courage and sexomia, man. I don't know. It just depends on like the experience that I had in that situation. Like, so I'm going based off of the experience that I had about it. Right. And what I'm saying is for the listeners out there, Mm -hmm. what I'm saying, you don't have to put yourself in that position. Have a little bit of self-control and say, no, I don't think this is going to be a good idea. Right. But the thing is, we've made rules. Here's where where I'm, I'm about to get crazy with. If I see a girl, we're attracted to each other. We're having fun. We're dancing at Lynch's. Not getting COVID, and then next thing I know. <laughs> by the way, guys. By the way, guys. There's a video on CNN from last week about a Florida bar getting COVID. Um, yes, your podcast host Angie was part of that. I got COVID nineteen at Lynch's bar. Mm. <laughs> FYI, I'm just giving the announcement. I haven't told it. I haven't told my audience that I have COVID <laughs> or had. <laughs> thank you for throwing okay, that in there but so continue we're, we're partying we're having a good time right i'm like no okay stop hold on it's not even just like you're hanging out with someone randomly we were best friends we were hanging out like every day okay so let's assume we hang out every day right okay. we, meet, we meet on the same park bench we're having a good time talking about boxes of chocolates and jenny <laughs> and then i go to we go out to lynch's we're having some drinks we're having a good time Music's flowing. I get to her house and she's got Nazi flags everywhere. I'm like, whoa, this is not a good idea. This is not going to end well. You're a guy and you've been wanting to hook up with her. It's her that's making the rules, not you. And then she finally puts her wall down of her rules. So what are you going to do? I'm going to be like, whoa, there's Nazi flags everywhere. I'm calling this off. In my situation, he's been wanting to hook up with me. It was me that was against it. So why didn't you stay against it? Because I feel like you always talk about your intuition. Well, your intuition was saying it's not a good idea. Because I woke up humping his leg. <laughs> okay, so you say, wow, this was a mistake. Can you please explain explain to the audience what sexomia is? Mr. PhD. My, my actual professional opinion, it is the lack of the ability to stop <laughs> yourself from doing something. No, no. The description of the actual medical term of it is having sex in your sleep. It's unconsciously. Okay, so my ex-fiance, that's a story that's a story for another podcast. Shelby. I'm using her real name too. I'm sure you'll hear this. She had a thing where at night before she fell asleep, she would rub her legs together. and She never knew she did it. As humans, one of our most basic needs is to satisfy ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we know, we know a two-year-old will sit there and rub his genitalia because he finds it self-comforting. It's a way to self-comfort. Yeah, but as, so, as adults, we don't do that because of that. But we do. 
We do. She okay. Before she fell asleep, she would self-comfort herself by rubbing her leg to feel that human touch on her before she fell asleep. Okay, I get what you're saying. But with the sexomia that I've experienced, I've woken up in the middle of my sleep having sex with my ex-fiance, and he would be like, yeah, you just turned over and just got on it. Like... That's a little different than just soothing myself by getting by feeling a human's touch. I haven't experienced it since Daniel, so I'm very happy about that. But I would comp- I would argue the exact opposite. It's the exact same thing. When you're sleeping, you're still conscious of the person next to you. We know that by Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When- it's not it's not about who's next to me. I, that's why I was comfortable enough to it's like I'm comfortable enough unconsciously have sex with him because I'm comfortable with the person next. And that's the thing. Daniel, aka Samuel, I changed his name. I was comfortable next to him because we were best friends. Like he would spend the night all the time and we wouldn't do anything. And then just one day I just from sex deprived, I don't know. It just it just happened. So once again, I would get into the point of and say, hey, I'm going to take personal responsibility and not put myself in that situation. But to answer your question, psychology is it's not a tree. It's a tree and the branches. It doesn't go straight up. So we right. have different, different opinions on different things. But see, so the thing is, when I had sexomia, it was always when I was sleep deprived. Like I would, I like it would be a couple of days where I didn't sleep many hours. So whenever I was in a deep sleep is usually when it would happen. Okay, so you were sleep deprived. Sleep deprived is also a pretty clear indication of stress, right? Stress right, and sex deprived to add that in there, <laughs> and, which will cause you to self soothe. And so okay. because we feel that emotional need because I was going through the shit I was going through, that's probably why I did that. Yeah, okay, right. I can see that. We're not looking at the straight up and down. We're not looking at the tree trunk. We're looking at the branches here. We have stress. We have sexual deprivation. We have, I'm sure there's repression in there. We add all these together. (laughs) Right. And when we add all those together, we get there. Okay. That makes more sense of why, why that happens. I'm just saying two single people, two straight people, two people that are attracted to each other. If you're very close in friendship and you hang out all the time and you're drinking and you have certain situations that add up to that hot mess of a story, it's going to happen. Yeah. So here's my final thought on this one. Can it happen? Yes. Can you be great friends? Yes. Should you not put yourself in that in, in a compromising position? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was at a moment where I just wanted was, you know, not in a good place mentally. That's because gingers have no soul. Well, I'm a ginger, so fuck you. Yeah. There we go. There we go. There we go, listeners. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You're supposed to be on my side, bitch. (laughs) All right. So that was about episode one. Whatever. Oh my gosh. We're all entitled to our own opinions. Yes. As long as you have self control, you're, yes. But if you're not in a good place in your life and you add all those ingredients that we talked about, it's not going to be a good outcome. Let's just put it that way. Ladies and gentlemen, if you go out to the bar and wear a chastity belt and throw the key away, you can cut it off the next morning. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Okay, so um, the last uh, episode and topic that we're going to hear his very argumentative side. <laughs> <laughs> um, episode two. Once a Casper, always a Casper. Go ahead, start. I'm not going to ask anything. Your dad is the greatest person ever. Why? Press. What county is it? That was fantastic. Okay, so her dad said, hey, what county are you in? In case you get arrested, where do we bail you out of? It was fantastic because I laughed my ass off, but because he knows me, he knows that when I'm stuck to a decision, 
there's no changing my mind. And they can tell me, oh, this is bad, da, 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 yell at me. I was like, um, I'm not asking you, I'm calling you to tell you. That's why he was like, okay, what county is this just in case you get arrested? And I willingly gave it to him because I'm like, you know what? I can get arrested. So it's a good thing that he knows. Now he knows where he can check for me tomorrow. <laughs> what do you think about a man in their 30s being afraid that the family would cut them off? Well, you say cut off. Did he have? Did his family have a lot of money? Was he gonna inherit the Wayne fortune? Okay. Yes, they have a lot of. It was cut off back right. then. We'll never speak to you again. No one in the family that will speak to you if you do this. It wasn't he? It wasn't that he was giving up being the next back. No, it was a cutting off communication. We're not gonna include you in family reunions. We're not gonna include you in anything, and we're not gonna speak to you, which is bullshit because his mom was so far up his ass that she wouldn't go a week without talking to him. And I'm like, I wish my mom would go a week without talking to me. Well, I'm sure he does too. See, that's a little bit crazy to me. I don't like mama's boy. Like, I completely get the whole family dynamic. But, Mm -hmm. like, my God. Like, if you're still suckling from the teeth when you're 35, give me a break. (laughs) Like, my goodness. And the dumb thing is, mothers, you're either a great mother or you're a horrible mother. And you can be a great mother and raise a child and then let them fly out of the fucking nest. Or you could be a horrible mother and give a, such a shit about your child that you never let them fly out of the nest. And, so um, is this like monster-in-law? Oh, dude, she's narcissistic as fuck. She's a narcissistic fuck is what she is. Like, I, I, Sometimes I think she put bad juju on me. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Triggered her and she, later I found out, she offered him $5,000 to leave me and to start a new life back at home if he would just come home and for two weeks I didn't know where my fiance was when he told me he was taking her to the hotel and he left and she, guess what she didn't pay him this this woman's wacko she's she's insane it's I think it's one of those that he just he was he was more comfortable knowing that he always had them than putting his trust in y'all's relationship I think he was more like if Angie leaves me tomorrow, I'll still have my family. Right. But I, I was always the one being left. They gave him an ultimatum all the time, but I never did. So at the end of the day, I guess it was more important for him to not risk communication loss with his family than to test it out and see that they would get over it in time. I, I completely agree with you on that one. Like I, I think it, I absolutely think it was his loss. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, anyways, uh, back to the topic. Uh, what do you think about being ghosted? Here's what I think about being ghosted. Here's my final thought on being ghosted. If you're a man or a female and you don't have the balls to tell the other person in the relationship that you don't want anything to do with it and you want to be done, if you don't have the balls, I saw something the other day. It was like, it's not that I don't want you to love me anymore. It's that I want you to tell me when you don't love me anymore. Like, goodness gracious, people, if you don't have the balls to tell the other person you don't want to be in a relationship and you're just going to drop them and never speak to them again, you need to go to counseling. You need to just stop being in relationships altogether. You need to stop having sex with people. You need to stop communicating with people. You need to move to your own fucking island because that's not how any relationship works. That's not how any decent human works. When I get a call from a salesperson about something that they're doing for businesses, I have the decency to call them back or pick up the phone and listen to them talk for a few minutes. And without wasting their time, tell them, no, I'm not interested. Not, I'm going to call you back. I'll get back to you on that and then hang up. Because guess what? A couple days later, they're going to think, wow, Mac hasn't called me back. Let me waste some more of my time to talk to him about this product again. 
don't do it. It's, it's the integrity nice. in it. Right, it's integrity, and it's not how a human being should operate. Worse. Fuck them. If they did, if they really loved you, they wouldn't do it. Yep. If they really loved you, they would not ghost you. So next time, all you listeners are and you're talking to someone, and then they just disappear. If they cared about you, if they wanted to get to know you, if they loved you, if they want to get to know you, if they want to be with you, if they ever want to make eye contact with you again, they will contact you. They will text you. They will call you. They will shoot you a eggplant emoji, something. Eggplant emoji? That's dick. Exactly. They will <laughs> contact you. If, if you get an eggplant emoji, you are not getting ghosted. Yeah, but don't face this around sex. I said love two minutes ago. Okay, okay, okay. okay pay attention, right. Angie. I'm, I'm saying attention. in general. Anything, don't you yell at me, mister. <laughs> anything. If they send you anything, that means they want something from you, whether it be a relationship or love or attention or your hot ass on a Friday night. It doesn't matter. They want something. People ghost because they don't want anything to do with you. They want to forget you're there out of sight, out of mind. Your ex-fiance ghosted you because in that moment, his family was more important. His ideas of what he thought his family structure should be like were more important than you. And that tells me that he obviously really didn't care about you. He may say that all he wants, and he may lay in bed and think it, but it's obviously not true. Two episodes ago, I had a therapist tell me, he was a weak man because he he failed to launch to start his own new family and his family didn't allow him. He failed to launch to have to release his family to start his new family because when you get married, that person's your new family. So he was too weak of a man to that's have to let go movie. of his... Yeah, it is. It is a good movie. Right. Yeah, that's exactly what I think it was. He may have said all day, I care about it. I think it's just completely, yeah. For all you listeners out there, dun, 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 dun. I recently got out of a relationship. I had a fiance, Shelby, and we broke up. And we called it off. <laughs> More specifically, she called it off a couple weeks ago. So, and right now. I'm... She called it off? She called it off. Uh, Ex-fiance, yes. Like, when did she call it off? How did she cut it off? We were getting all the wedding stuff planned, all that stuff. But that was part of the problem. I was a lot more into, like, you plan it. Because every idea I ever had, she was like, no, that sucks. Like, I wanted lobster. And all the ladies out there are about to roll their eyes. But I wanted the lobster claw games, like, where you can win a free lobster. I wanted that at our wedding. That that would have been cool. <laughs> but, whatever, man. Whatever floats your boat. Right. But anyways, so she called it off because I was very, like, every idea I ever had about her wedding, she was like, no, that's stupid. And just kept shooting them down. So I quit talking about it. And then she quit talking about it. And things just got worse. But, um, so right now she has just completely ghosted me. And it's absolutely insane. So you gave me your input on a guy's perspective about being ghosted. Now, what do you think about her ghosting you since it's switched in our situation? Right now, she's mad. Well, this thing, I feel like she thinks, she feels like I betrayed her. She just thinks I emotionally betrayed her. And I feel the exact same way. I'll admit it. I was not the most attentive person ever. When I, you know, got these other two companies and did all this other stuff, and I put everything I had into work. I didn't have the luxury. Well, not even the luxury. I just wasn't able to devote as much time to her as I needed to. 
and that's a big 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 um issue with men men in their 30s like our age um they have issues with separating relationship life home life and work and here's why i completely understand it she had two kids two boys and i still to this day i love them to death you know i my thought was every day when i worked i used to have her pictures all over my office and i'd look at it and like when i was like getting frustrated look at the picture of the boys and I'd be like, you know, I want them to have a company. Like, I want them to have something one day that they can stand behind. I want them to have something. I want to know that they're going to be provided for and pray it too, but have a place where they can work and where I can teach them what I know. So every day, that was what work was about, providing. I don't ever think that she really saw that, that everything I was doing was trying to provide for them, which is a reason that I, one of the things that frustrates me. I don't feel like she, she never gave me the credit I feel like I had due. I, I just feel like the ghosting part, it's like somebody gets to a point where they're just either too much of a pussy to, to talk to you as a human fucking being and say, hey, look, I'm having issues with this because they have communication issues. Or they just got to a point where they really saw, like I told you, my first marriage, I didn't ghost him. I told him straight up, I can't do this and you're going to find a good woman. That's just me because I'm a communicator. But when somebody ghosts somebody, I feel like that's weak. We people ghost. Maybe I'm looking at this through rose-colored glasses in my situation. Maybe I'm still defending Shelby. Everyone let us know in the comments. But I feel like she gets a pass for this short time because she's mad. Now, two months down the road... Do you think she still loves you? I hope so. Do I you think? I hope so. What do you feel? I, I feel hurt and angry. No, what do you feel from her? Do you think that she has somebody else? Do you think she still loves you? Do you think she's just mad and she'll get over it? What do you feel from her? From her, I feel like she just got so irritated. And To irritate to lead somebody when you're about to get married is a big deal for a woman. A woman That's a woman's dream. Right. Okay, so maybe fed up's a better word. I feel like she's just so fed up that she was just like, I'm not going to do this. And then typical, typical Mac fashion. I got frustrated one night because I wasn't hearing from her. And so I was like, look, either you're going to text me and we're going to talk about this or I'm not going to sit here and wait on you. And then that's when things really blew up. Yeah, but still, at the end of the day, she decided, why do you say that she goes to you if you're the one that gave her the ultimatum? Now that I've had time to sit down and clear my head about it, I don't really blame her. Like, you know, I think there just comes a point where we look at life and we see what we have. And if we're not happy, we're all quick to anger, whether we want to believe it or not. But I think she was just quick to anger, and then it just got worse and worse and worse. And we never sat down and talked about what she was upset. Communication. Again, um, when a person does that, it's because they're poor at communication. From what we've talked personally, you said, you know, she was ghost. She ghosted you. Would you, would you still consider her as ghosting you? Yes. I Why? Would. To me, ghosting is dropping off the face of the earth. Is that what she like, did? Yeah. Yeah, like, I'll text her, and I will just won't hear anything back from her. Like, when you guys were still together, when she was still wearing that ring? Oh, you when guys... we were together, no, she didn't ghost me. It wasn't until after. So that's, okay, so she got fed up, and you guys got in a huge argument, and you guys just never fixed the argument, so you guys stayed broken up. 
Right. Okay. And I'll give her credit where credit's due because she did try to communicate, but I was so involved in work and myself that I didn't pay attention to it. Like, I'll give her full credit. That's sad because you guys could have worked it out. It wasn't a situation like mine where it's like, oh, this motherfucker didn't give a shit about you. You know, it's a little different. And that, that, yeah, that makes no, me sad because it could have it could have been fixed. I, I give her complete and total credit. She she tried and I was just so stuck on me that I didn't I didn't, you know, attempt anything. I just had to sit back and figure out, like, you know, what just look at the situation. I was like, you know, it actually was me. I think that says a lot about you. Yeah, I just. I sat down figuring out, I was like, it entirely was me. Like, if she would take me back, if she was like, hey, let's fix this, I would be there in a heartbeat. And the thing is, right now, I mean, the way I look at it right now, a year, we built so much together. But then, on the flip side, I wouldn't have been moved on by then, you know. So it, if she just shows up out of the blue a year later, I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, just be like, no. You can't predict what's going to happen in a year because... I predicted me being over something or not being over something at a certain time frame, and it doesn't work like that. It just happens when it's supposed to happen. Yeah, so... All right, what do you want to say to kind of end this? Because I feel like we're getting in a uh, nostalgic vibe. I don't like it. All right, here's my ending to this whole thing. Mm -hmm. If you love someone, if you want attention from someone, if you want to make someone feel special, tell them. Don't, Don't do what I did and not communicate. That's the absolute worst thing you can do don't ghost someone just let them know if you're interested or not if you want to work something out you know you can't just sit back and expect others to do the work for it obviously it doesn't end well what about if it's people just run away from their problems i'm the master at running away from problems i most recently learned in my last lesson it doesn't work it, it's just gonna get the problem's gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger and then one day just bite you in the ass yeah true that um all right, well, fuck, I feel like we, sh- we should have definitely uh, chose a different topic to end this episode. Let's end it on a happy note. Okay, go for it. <laughs> All right, so All right. do you want to say anything to close it out, just in general? So this is Mac. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you letting me take over my Ugly Truth podcast. It's been great. It's been fun. It's been an eye-opening experience. <laughs> yes, it has. Um, It's good to hear both sides because, you know, a lot of people don't hear a guy's perspective of certain episodes. And for me, it's a big eye-opener, too. Thank you again to Mac for being on this episode and being so transparent and authentic himself with his true experience. And I am very happy God put you in my life. And I hope everybody enjoys this episode as, as much as we enjoyed making this episode. Thank you, guys. And if you have any questions or if you want to find out more information about this bit we have going on check out my Holy truth podcast on instagram on facebook as well as velvet button and seven seas outfitters and pure 904 on all social medias